Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi, how are you? How have you been since I saw you last? I've been busy, same as you, I'm sure. It's so funny. I think we're always making excuses for being busy and tired. Like two people this week have said, oh, it's just a busy time of year. But when isn't it a busy time of year? When I used to do a lot of personal training, clients would always say to me, this week is packed, but my schedule should clear up and I'll be able to get in more workouts or prepare healthier meals or whatever it was that they wanted to be able to do that they didn't get to. I should be able to get to it next week. But inevitably, our schedules fill up for the next week and the next and the next and the next. And there's never not a busy time. And one thing I've been trying to do lately in my own life is have time filled with nothing planned and then use that nothing planned time to do nothing, not have a few hours free so that I do dishes and laundry and clean my house and get a jump start on work. Just time where I don't really do much. Maybe read a book. Maybe lay down and close my eyes for 20 minutes. Try out a new yoga class, which I know for some people wouldn't be restful, but for me it is. Yesterday, for example, I had the day off from work and I only wanted to do two things. Go to the pool and go to my new favorite yoga class. And I got both those things done. <laughs> However, by evening, I found myself saying, oh, I should have done X. Oh, why did I lay around so much? Chore Y really needed my attention. Has that ever happened to you? Where you really, really, really want to rest, but then you beat yourself up because the narrative in your head is about being productive and then I find myself apologizing to people for not getting things done. And side note, half the time, maybe more, they don't even care if I do things or not. I'm really apologizing and making myself feel bad because the story in my head is that I have to continuously produce something in order to justify my existence. Okay, that probably sounds really dramatic, but it is at the core of so many of us. You've heard of burnout. Of course you have. We live in a world of burnout. Burnout is the result of the continuous pressure, either from others or ourselves, to constantly be proving that we have the right to take up space on the planet. And we aren't meant to live like that. Our bodies and mind literally cannot handle that level of stress and will eventually break down. I mean, we can endure it for a long time. I bet that's what you're doing right now. And I bet that's what you've been doing for most of your life. And the result is that we struggle with our health, physical and mental and emotional. And yes, spiritual health. We are vaguely unhappy all the time, which is compounded by the fact that we are told all the time to practice gratitude as if to admit that we're not happy is some gigantic sin. And there's nothing wrong with practicing gratitude, of course. I've said it before, and there's research, yeah, blah, blah. But to 
slap a gratitude practice on top of a life that isn't making us happy in the hopes that it will cover up our misery and we won't have to feel bad anymore isn't going to work. So how do we how do we change that? Well, it would be great if we could change our cultural values away from what we do being the primary indicator of our worth, but that feels like a long-term project to me. I can barely get myself to believe that sometimes, let alone an entire society. But thats it's really important to acknowledge that a lot of our ills and unhappiness come from the fact that we live in a system that is set up to make us feel bad, where whatever we do, it won't be right and it won't be enough. That's the feeling, isn't it? And of course, the system is set up like that because that's where the money is and the power is. As long as we feel bad, someone somewhere can create something to sell us to make us feel better or keep us in a position of lower status and power so that we don't demand more, so that we never understand our value lies in just being human, not in what we can provide back to the system that doesn't care about us. And to me, Recently, I feel like that's really evident in the self-care industry. The industry, not the concept, because I think the concept is important and worth spending time on. But the industry is really messing with us and distorting our perception of what self-care is. And suggesting that if you don't feel good, if the world around you is making you sick, that, well, that's on you. That's on you to feel better. Society is fine. It's you that's the problem. So here are some products you can buy to fix you. And I'm not sure that's really self-care when it comes down to it. Or maybe I'm wanting to distinguish between short-term and long-term self-care. Maybe that's it. The, the short-term self-care industry has made itself out to be the answer. A fancy bubble bath a bottle of wine, indulgent food, expensive lotion. I don't know about you, but my Instagram is full of ads for this stuff, saying I deserve it and that I should treat myself. Let me clear up a couple of things too. There's nothing wrong with any of this stuff individually. It's fun. Let's enjoy it for what it is. A very temporary fix to a very long-term problem. I also take issue with the concept of deserving things. Why do we have to deserve or earn happiness or comfort or peace? As if you can only feel those things if you've given away the proper amount of yourself. And then somehow, a dark chocolate is going to restore the bits of you that have been taken. And obviously not too much chocolate because we still have to meet standards set for us by the same society that wants to wants us to see chocolate as the solution to the problems it created. Don't, just just don't get me started on the idea of deserving food you enjoy. Don't, okay. It's a sad, draining, seemingly endless cycle. And no amount of scented candles is going to fix it. Because it's short term. And it isn't true caring and love for ourselves. And I'm sorry, because if you're anything like me, you love the idea that happiness and peace are just one book, one new pair of shoes, one perfect vacation away. Because that would be easy, or at least easier, 
easier than what I want to share with you now, which is what real self-care looks like. The things that will help us feel better long-term and really make a difference in our lives. And sadly, they can't be ordered and shipped to our homes and they take longer than a few minutes. The first thing for me was to reframe my thinking around self-care, to explore my beliefs around self-care and all the parts of it. And this process itself is part of self-care. If you've listened to this podcast at all, you know I'm always trying to get my thinking as clear and truthful as possible and encouraging you to do the same. But that is a journey. That's not something I can do on a Friday night after a tough week. It's really examining the things we believe and seeing where and if they're holding us back. Like what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode, my belief that I need to be productive, productive in a way that I could present to you a list of things I did today that make me valuable to you and society. Self-care is acknowledging that thought, that belief, and asking myself the hard questions around its validity. And that's an uncomfortable thing to do, to ask yourself hard questions. And being uncomfortable is pretty much the opposite of what we're told self-care is, isn't it? But what sort of thoughts do you have that hold you back? A big one that I hear a lot is, I'll be happy when. You know, uh, you know, you've heard this. I'll be happy when I get the right job, get married, make X amount of money. And so we postpone our happiness because we don't question our beliefs. Happiness research and personal experience show us that getting the thing, achieving the goal, whatever it is, brings us joy for just a moment, but not lasting peace or fulfillment. The same is true with stopgap self-care. The bubble bath brings us peace for exactly as long as we're in the bath, maybe a few moments longer if we're lucky, and then it's right back to where we were. Just today, just today, I got an email from a company with the subject line, the key to self-care. And their solution was that I buy myself some new clothes to lounge around the house in. That's not self-care. This certainly isn't the key to it. But this company doesn't, it doesn't sell the idea of sitting with myself and my thoughts and really understanding what it is that makes me, me. I suppose I could do that in their clothes. But I could also do that in the clothes I already own, but no one makes any money if I do that. What they sell, what all these things are, are short-term hits of dopamine or scented candles, whatever. So the first step to really engaging in self-care might be to rethink your ideas of self-care. And listen, of course we think these external things are self-care. It's all we've ever been told. But I'm asking us as spiritual explorers, as people who know that the external stuff isn't working anymore, if it ever did, to just reevaluate, to consider if self-care might be a deeper experience than what we've been allowing. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Rethinking what self care is is just the first step, but it's a great step because it sets us up to start the process of examination. I mentioned rethinking the idea of productivity, the idea that there's something out there that will make us happy. What are the other things we think that aren't quite true? Because letting go of those thoughts is amazing, lasting self-care. Do you believe that you have to change to be or do something different than you are to be worthy of love? That's a limiting belief. What are your greatest fears? Common ones, rejection being alone, that we should be smaller or larger, or that we're not enough, or that we work too much, or not enough, that something about us is fundamentally flawed and wrong. Those are common, common fears. And we use wine and food and new clothes and retail therapy to cover up those fears for just a moment in the name of self-care. But what would actually help us feel better and what would actually be caring for our souls is letting go of those untrue thoughts and the emotions that go with them, the emotions that we're so desperate not to feel that we do something, anything to get away from them. But when the chocolate is gone, when the girl's night is over, those thoughts are still there. We haven't cared our way out of any of them. We might have had fun and enjoyed the moment, and that's important too. We don't need to give up those things forever. But when we mistake them for something that is making a long-term difference, that's when we struggle. I've been there. You've been there. It's where we're encouraged to live because as long as we allow ourselves to live in a place where buying just one more thing will be the key to self-care, companies can continue to make money on our misery. So if you want to step out of that cycle, and I know I do, there are things that we can do that are true self-care. Examining your thoughts. Really spend time with them. Journaling them. Just sit down and write stream of consciousness style. See what comes out. Work with a therapist. Explore where your fears and your pain come from. And work to heal it. Focus on the healing, emotional and mental healing. You can also heal your body by giving it healthy foods, by moving it in a way that feels good. Sitting on the couch eating a bag of Doritos feels like self-care in the moment. And believe me, 
I have tried it a hundred times, but it has never made me feel better long-term. It's way easier and gives much more instant gratification than going to yoga and then making myself a good dinner, but it has never once created any real healing in my body. Healing is self-care. In my opinion, chakra work is self-care because it heals me. Learn to set boundaries, to say no, to have hard conversations. This is how we can prioritize our own healing. That's self-care. Be honest with yourself about your people-pleasing. Are you doing and doing and doing for others because it brings you joy or something else? Are you afraid that if you don't give away all of yourself that you won't be loved? Are you hoping that if you constantly give to others, someone somewhere will finally recognize that you need help too and that they'll give it to you? These aren't easy things to do and... Our belief that self-care should always feel good will rise up and scream that shouldn't we just get a drink and forget about it? What can we do to take the edge off? What if, oh, what if your brain says, instead of examining my limiting beliefs and addressing my deepest fears and needs, I just watch six hours of Netflix. Our brains will come up with a million reasons why it is too hard to do the real work especially when the world is full of things that will make us feel better right now. And unless you're going to leave society completely, you're probably going to do some of those things. I mean, I'm not giving up baths or Netflix, but the point is to no longer mistake these things that are not caring for ourselves in a deep and lasting way. And in case you think I'm advocating for some sort of sad, deprived life. I'm not. You might even find things that do double duty. Like for me, going to yoga class feels good in the moment and creates lasting healing. Bonus! Reading an inspiring book can be amazing now and later. Going to a museum and feeling moved by the art can feel beautiful now and can also create healing. We have to be consistent with these things, though, just like everything. But let's stop pretending that scrolling through social media for hours is self-care. Go ahead and do it. It can be nice to turn your brain off for a bit, but just know that we're not truly caring for ourselves in these moments. And be mindful that sometimes these things are doing active harm. Only, Only you'll know if that's true, but... Start to give yourself the space to find truly healing self-care practices. What questions do you have about self-care? Any? Did this surprise you or did you kind of know it already? Are there, are there things that you can identify in your life that are filling the gaps where real self-care might be missing? I know for me, that this was absolutely the case. It's why I gave up drinking wine for the most part. It, it wasn't real self-care. It was definitely doing more harm than good. But most importantly, it was stopping me from engaging in behaviors that would really help me feel better long term. What are those things for you? 
let me know. Let me know. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Your Chakra Coach. Leave me a message there. Or always know that you can you can email me. It's Sarah at YourChakraCoach.com. And that link in the show notes to leave me a voicemail is still there. And I totally love hearing your voices too, since, since you always have to hear mine. <laughs> so have a fantastic day. Start to really dig into true healing, true self-care, and I'll see you again soon. Bye.